Everybody, this is Matthias and Lauren, and you're listening to the Not Another Dog and Pony Show podcast, the show that aims to build bridges within the animal training and behavior community through friendly discourse. No matter what training paradigm you're from, if you value open-minded conversations where no topics are off the table, then this is the show for you. As always, we hope you find our podcast less show and more substance. Hey, Matthias, we have to remember to say hey because we always forget. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? It's a nice and sunny day. Yeah, it's beautiful out. So I thought maybe like the theme could be, are we judging our fellow trainers for trolley problem problems? Does that make sense? Are we judging them? Yeah. So the trolley problem. Calling them out. Yes. The trolley problem being the runaway trolley barreling down the tracks. And there's five people tied on the tracks, unable to move. So the trolley's headed straight for them. You're standing some distance off in the train yard next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice there's one person on the side track. So you have two and only two options. Number one, do nothing, in which case the trolley will kill all the five people on the main track. Or pull the lever, diverting the trolley onto the side track where it will kill one person. So are we judging fellow trainers for what are essentially trolley problem problems, <laughs> trolley problem problems. So are we judging our fellow trainers for situations where it can be argued one way or another that there's a valid reason for pulling the lever? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And what made me think of this is I have these kind of philosophical discussions with my husband and I used to go to a big horse expo every year and I was kind of the only person doing the work that I do with horses, you know, doing behavior modification work, using positive reinforcement training. And 99.9% of the other people at this trade show were not doing that. They were more in kind of the traditional horse training mode. And I never really wrestled with, should I go or not? I just, you know, I went, I saw value in going and, you know, trying to meet new clients as well as impart some education into that horse world. But then recently on social media, I think you and I both saw this same thread where trainer was going to attend a online training and behavior conference. And some people in the comments were pointing out that some of the people attending this conference were people who used punitive training methods or perhaps said things that didn't really align with what we know about dog behavior. Um, And it just made me think of, you know, is this a trolley problem situation in that in this person's case, you know, they were kind of being damned, for lack of a better word, for choosing to go to this conference. But can't it be argued that there's value to both going and not going? Or can it be argued that there's problems with both going and not going? Does that make sense? Yes. And I think there is, there is pros and cons to both, both things. And so I feel like 
It's not that I don't understand people's concerns, and I don't think the concerns invalid because if you go as a trainer to a certain conference where there's other people or whatever, you potentially give those other trainers credibility because they are there on a stage with you or you you bring your I don't want to call them disciples, but your people, people that follow you already, you bring them to these other trainers that then maybe, so you're exposing, you're helping expose your, 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 what do you base, call them? They're your not, base, yeah, your your base, yeah, your clients. Yes. In some um, you're, you're helping them get exposure to training that you might not agree with, right? Or that mm -hmm. you that uh, could be seen as problematic. And I totally understand that concern. And I don't think it's it's invalid. I'm just not I'm not sure the pros or the cons outweigh the pros of like being able to reach the opposite followers, the people that we consider like maybe not having the best approach, having problematic ideas on how to train dogs. Their people also come and they listen now to this person that we think <clears throat> has a lot to offer. And so I, what I think is the most important thing is that if there is a person who we agree with in how they train and they make a decision like that. I don't think it's our business to tell them they shouldn't, they can't or whatever, because it's a, it's a complex situation and that person will go out saying good things. Their message hasn't changed. Their message is the same. It's a good message to be uh, sent so I just don't think we should be, because that's what's happening, right? Like people are like, mm -hmm. oh, like how dare you go to this conference? And like, like I think there's sometimes uh, I've seen threats of people saying like, I will no longer promote you because mm -hmm. even though the message has not changed from that mm -hmm. person, the person still has really good, valuable things to teach. Mm -hmm. We now kind of it's the cancel culture right we try and cancel cancel them for making a decision to send the same message that they've always been saying like they're not changing their ways or whatever to a new audience that like and i think that's really important and something that we we're striving with this podcast is to like mm -hmm. get out of echo chambers mm -hmm. and, and talk to one another right Totally. And, you know, I really, I really struggle with, you know, as you said, people being, you know, vilified for choosing to do something like go to an online conference where, let's say, trainer A that you and I and other people admire is going to the conference where trainer B, C and D is going to be. And, you know, we collectively might not choose to go listen to B, C, and D talk because we don't agree with what they're saying. But I find it really problematic that we as a training community will often, you know, in extreme instances, vilify trainer A for even going there when, you know, as you pointed out, the, there there is benefit to this person going to the conference. You know, if, if trainer B, C, D, and E 
at the conference are all saying the same basic message and trainer A is something is saying something that's a lot more dog or horse friendly and is perhaps better information for the people in attendance to hear there's net there's there's benefit to having that person go and stick themselves on a panel of people that they don't necessarily agree with you know and i think that i'm i'm concerned that as a training community we've gotten to the point where seemingly you can't even do something like this. Like you can't go to a conference unless everybody that's also going to the conference is stepping in line with exactly what you're saying. At least to me, that seems to be the perception. There doesn't seem to be as much, you know, crossing the aisle back and forth between the training sides, I think, as there perhaps used to be. It seems to be getting more and more rigid. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, why not, right? Like I'm thinking of the, the IACP, which is a more balanced, friendly dog training organization. They invited Grisha Stewart, who's coming from the positive reinforcement world. And I thought that was great. I thought it was great from the IACP to invite her. I'm assuming that's how it happened. Uh, potentially she knocked at the door. I don't know. But uh, also from Grisha Stewart to go there because I know there were a lot of people within the uh, IACP community that were unhappy to hear that she would be coming. And, and that would be happening the other way around too, right? Like if a positive reinforcement-based organization were to invite a balanced trainer, there would be a lot of unhappy people. Oh so I goodness. applaud... <laughs> <laughs> yeah would oh my it's, goodness oh my goodness i can't that's yeah it's yeah. it's it's very unlikely to happen these days but it's i thought it was great that the icp did that and led the way mm -hmm. and i was hoping that maybe that could then open also to do this the other way around right mm -hmm. hasn't happened but i can't imagine there was much harm done with with that but a lot of good because yeah. I, I'm sure there was a lot of people from the ICP that then looked further into Grisha Stewart. She came mm -hmm. on Balance Podcast. She got mm -hmm. to spread her ideas. And I'm sure some of these people then went further down that road and through mm -hmm. Grisha found out about other trainers. And the, the other thing, like the same thing could happen the other way around, right? Yeah. What What concerns me right now about our community is that we can't even talk about these things we can't even talk about which lever to pull you know because that seems to be a taboo subject in itself you know just talking about the possibility of going to a conference or something like that seems to be something that it's being more and more discouraged and I see that kind of in line you know you know you and I have talked about this before where there doesn't seem to be as much freedom to th think critically as there used to be uh, for people. It just seems to be more about people, again, stepping in line and, and saying what everybody else is saying and not questioning or, or furthering discussion or anything like that. Because if you do, it seems like you're perceived as someone who is on the other side. And I think the whole side thing is problematic. Yeah. I've lost yeah. I, what I was thinking about just now was that I think a lot of worry 
comes from inexperienced people that get told something they attend maybe like an event or something from not the best source and and they don't have the knowledge to to realize that what they're being told because like people can present things really well and then have other people buy in even though the information they're spreading is not good information yeah. right so i think and i think that's what so many people are worried within the positive reinforcement community for example like it's so often like when i have made suggestions on on like we should talk about punishment we should talk about like how to best implement punishment strategies or whatever it's like no 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 like maybe like you can do that we can talk about it behind closed doors but like we can't do this publicly because what about the newbies then they go out and they take <laughs> that information and uh, they screw it all up, yeah. right? And I think I, I think it's a, not an unvalid concern. Like it can For happen. Sure. Like you For take sure. that, you take if you're unskilled, unknowledgeable, or whatever. Like you can take a piece of information that is the right information, but you're not fully understanding, and you're doing something dumb with it or something unfair to the to the animal. Mm-hmm. But I think as as professionals, we should all aim for the highest achievements, like of doing the best we can. And I think by avoiding these topics entirely, we're never gonna get to the to 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 the maximum level that is achievable. Because even if you're not implementing any any punishment procedure or whatever, just thinking about it and talking about it and understanding how it works or whatever will make you a better trainer. You will never have to implement it, but just being aware how it works, like mm-hmm. lets you help avoid it, lets mm-hmm. you like it. So, uh, because I think a lot of times, like it's, we end up punishing our learners by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, when we're trying to avoid it and not think about it. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're starting to think about it, you realize that you're actually doing it by accident. And so then it lets you avoid those accidental punishers or minimize them or change it so that it's less problematic. So, yeah. Totally, totally. It was like in our discussion about the use of pressure, you know, if you're not even able to acknowledge that you are indeed using pressure, you know, you're not going to be able to use it in a way that's least harmful for your learner, you know, and, and, you know, I see that as an issue with our industry as well, this flat out refusal to acknowledge that, you know, even the most positive minded person is using pressure, if they have a dog on a leash or a horse on a lead rope, you know, it's going to come into play. And if you're just completely denying the existence of it, then, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to refine your use of it, you know, or use it in ways that are not harmful for your, for your learner. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, just by talking to one another, like we all learn and, and like we, we need to break down those walls and build the bridges because I think it's just 
very very helpful to everybody if if we can just talk to each other and share the information that each side holds right i think there's each side has like if you if you want to learn about punishment best to go to the people that use punishment all the time because they have given it well i mean they have thought about it that's true if they're yeah, using know, it all the I time there's a problem I, right for sure <laughs> no but the ones that have given it thought and like thought things yeah. through and like understand it yes that's true like i don't want to go to a punishment-based trainer if that even is a thing but yes i think you know what i mean yeah Um, i know what you mean i know what you mean and Um, like why like the other way around too right the the balance trainers a lot of times get their positive reinforcement knowledge from other balance trainers who are just not as skilled in positive reinforcement as some of the people in the positive reinforcement community. So really they should look. You know, that's a, I see that as a huge problem in the horse industry, you know, people who are just extremely opposed to using food or any positive reinforcement to train, you know, the only examples that they have are really poor examples. So, you know, it's confirming everything that they think to be true about using positive reinforcement training. You know, they're seeing evidence that it's making the horse muggy and pushy. You know, they're seeing evidence that the person needs the food in order to get the horse to do anything. But those are just examples of them seeing examples of it being done really poorly, you know, where a person's using food as a lure rather than, you know, using a a marker and a reinforcer and things like that or someone whose timing is terrible or they're not aware of how they're inadvertently reinforcing the horse and you know they're they're reinforcing all these behaviors that they don't want to see and then on the other end of the spectrum we've got people in the you know in the more purely positive horse world who believe that all pressure is negative but the only examples they've seen of using negative reinforcement to train are from people who are, who are using it in ways that are harmful to horses you know and and that isn't how it necessarily needs to be used or how it you know should best be used but it's understandable when people have those examples you know it's understandable that how people come to form those opinions about using those techniques because that's the only example they have is it causing horses harm or causing people harm etc yeah coming back to like speaking at an event right like that's where it all started we we saw somebody that was going to speak at an event where other trainers were present and they got told how irresponsible it was. Um, is there a line for you where you would say, like, I would not cross a certain line? Or, like, is there a certain conference that you might would not attend? Or would you always be open to to collaborate with with trainers well maybe not collaborate but go to an event where trainers lots of trainers are present that you disagree with yeah that's a good question i have turned down invitations to go to some conferences historically where i would have been an outlier but i don't think now i would i think the only instance that i would turn down now would be things like timed cult starting events so you know over a set period of time like usually a weekend people start horses under saddle so there's the the time constraints that the more 
you can get done with the horse in that short period of time, often you're, you're scored better, you do better, you know, from the judges. So those type of events, I wouldn't participate in, but I, I think for sure, I would still, I would go to conferences where I was an outlier, because I think that the benefits outweigh the negatives, you know, I think that I don't feel personally that that would be me aligning myself with the other people at the conference. Do people who, you know, learn from me or follow me or whatever, do they feel that? I think in some instances, some people do, you know, as we saw kind of some of those conversations play out where it was suggested that to do so would be aligning yourself with those people. But I think I'm old enough now. I just don't give a shit (laughs) because I know that it's not by doing it, I'm not changing what I do or or how I do it or what I believe about how horses should be trained. I see it as an opportunity to give people information that might not otherwise receive my information. Like if they're not going to come to a conference that's more positive minded, why wouldn't I go there and meet those people where they're at and try, you know, with a with a carefully selected presentation, give them information that they wouldn't otherwise receive from anyone else in that panel. And it and it makes me sad to think that we as an industry are judging our fellow trainers for for making those kind of you know lever pulling decisions where someone's going to a conference that they might be able to change some hearts and minds. You know, I, I, it makes me sad that we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think knowing that there is such judgment, I would still have a really hard time potentially attending an event because I know like where that could lead to, right? And and I think that's disappointing, but I think I would worry, I think if I got invited to a certain type of event, like I I I would definitely give it a lot of thought whether to whether it's being seen as me aligning myself with the other speakers or mm-hmm. things like that i'm gonna be fully transparent here we recorded this before and i like kind of went down a weird rabbit hole and i feel like you've convinced me of being on the same page with you but I understand those struggles and I do find it's a really difficult topic yeah. because I, I really see both sides and it is like there is no right or wrong. You lose and you win with each. And I think like it's too hard to predict ahead of time mm-hmm. and probably too hard to know ever mm-hmm. which like how much was gained and how much was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All I can say though is that just by me having had some of these conversations, you and I having had this podcast, I've reached a lot of people on both sides. I've had mm-hmm. people from both sides reach out, curious to to learn more, being pointed in certain directions. And, and, and so I think that speaks to the fact that we should talk to one another. Totally. Um, yeah. You know, and I think too, to be fair, people at the extreme ends are still reaching people as well. You know, it's not like, you know, there's, if we're all working to make life better for animals, people are going to be ready to receive different messages and they might not be ready to receive a message, let's call it in the middle, but they might be ready to receive that message 
you know, at, at one side of the spectrum or another, like, you know, left or right of center, for lack of a better word. And this is something I think about a lot, you know, it's, there's still value if someone is taking in information and they're making positive changes to make life better for the animals that they live with or work with, that's still a good thing. You know, even if it's not necessarily what you or I or someone else agrees with, it, it's still a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And how else are you going to reach new audiences, right? Like, I think there is a lot of uh, the same being said all the time. And a lot of these big name trainers, they have their followers have heard a lot of what they said, what they're saying is not really new to them. It's not make going to make a big, big difference to speak to the same audience because they already know more or less what you're going to talk about and what your feelings are about and how how you approach things but if you go to this other side like you you're gonna blow some people's minds and you mm -hmm. they like it you can open up a whole whole new world right and it makes me it makes me actually a little nostalgic because i miss those moments when i had those big big realizations like when i was a new trainer you know mm. like you're like oh my god mind-blowing like what this person <laughs> just said is mind-blowing like i saw this all through the through the wrong thing and i like i i i feel like i've been chasing that for a long time and it still happens occasionally and but mm -hmm. i just i love it i love it yeah. when, when it does happen i remember one of the lemonade conferences me and my coworker were both online it was middle of the pandemic and i couldn't tell you right now it was something about when you're teaching a dog to walk backwards mm -hmm. at the queue back michelle pulio said something i think it was about like you mark the moment while the dog is still in the behavior not when they are finishing it up and and like i just remember like oh my god of course that's how i screwed it up and like my coworker texted me she's like did you just see this and i'm like yes <laughs> like and and that's just yeah i don't know those moments are great and if we can provide those to to other people yeah like, why not and you know it's funny too because you know even just sometimes hearing a message a different way you know can can hit some part of a person's brain that that might not have otherwise and so i think you know going back to talking about learning from a diverse group or a diverse source you know i i think that um, and i may be going way off topic here but we can listen to information from people that may not be people that we would necessarily align ourselves with you know in a training capacity and we can still get nuggets of wisdom that we can apply to what we know you know i remember going back to that that trade show that i used to go to where i was kind of the outlier i remember going and watching the cult starting event and this was a long time ago and one of the trainers there you know and i was going and i'm watching this cult starting events and of course i'm feeling a little judgy and i'm like oh god look at how stressed that poor horse is and what the fuck are these people doing you know and and i've kind of got that hat on and then one of these trainers he was the first person i ever saw apply pressure to the horse like he wanted the horse's head to turn towards him you know via the halter and lead rope pressure and he just took the slack out of the rope 
And instead of applying more pressure to this already frightened, you know, two-year-old horse who had never been inside a building before, and now is suddenly in the middle of a round pen surrounded by, you know, a couple hundred people, he just waited. Like he just took the slack out of the rope very gently. Like there was no tension on the rope. There was just the slack was taken out. And instead of escalating that pressure, which is what every single other horse person on the planet does, he just waited and that horse softened. So he didn't escalate the pressure. And he was the first person I ever saw do that, you know, and if I hadn't have gone to this event, I wouldn't have seen that then, you know, and so I think that there's value in even though I didn't take anything else of value away that day, that was a really profound thing for me. And it was like you, it was like one of those kind of head blowing explosion moments for me. And, you know, I think that we, I do worry that as a community, we've kind of lost sight of the ability to just listen to someone else talking about training or watch them and be able to take nuggets that that might be useful for us and to be able to discard the other stuff that might not be of value. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I, there's a, a lot of things you just said and a lot of thoughts I have on some of those things. One of them being that I feel like sometimes I wonder if I respond a lot or I've heard things explained to me in a better way or like <laughs> what I'm, what am I trying to say? Like the balanced training community is mostly male. And I think a lot of times the way they present information sits or goes down for me easier than some of what I'm hearing in the positive reinforcement training might be the same information, but it's presented by women, which is different. It's just sometimes slightly different, right? Like, and like, I just remember, for example, like that when I went through the Karen Pryor Academy, like there was like stuffed animals being used and other things. And I was just like, oh, like, that's not how I want to <laughs> do this. And yeah, I think there's, there's many times where you you the way like maybe you've been presented the information before but you weren't receptive and the way it's presented and that, so that can be that somebody just has a really good way of delivering things right mm -hmm. and and so my my example of that is that like when i started training dogs it was all about the look at me or watch me command and cue and you're like just i solve solved i thought i was solving everything by teaching the dogs to look at me and it was all on cue like i asked the dogs to look at me and i'm sure i must have heard and People repeatedly talk about the difference between look at me and offered check-ins, not mm. asking the dog, engage, disengage kind of thing. But it went over my head because in my head, I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. It's the same thing. Mm. Like, that's what I'm doing, right? And then, and then because when I understood the difference, all of a sudden, I saw everybody talk about this. I was like, it cannot be that people just started talking about it now. <laughs> Like they must have been talking about it, but I was not receptive, right? Like yeah. I didn't hear it. I, I thought we were talking about the same thing when mm. really we weren't. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So where does that leave us? Well, I think that we, 
got off the train, the trolley. <laughs> yeah. What lever did we pull? I know. What what lever did we pull to end up here? But I, I think it was still a good conversation today. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed our little tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, just everybody, thank you for continuing to listen. If you like it, what do they always say? Rate, share, subscribe or something like that. Like uh, and subscribe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the kids say. I'm old enough to be your mom. Remember? <laughs> one of those things, you know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. We've had a bunch of new subscribers, so that's pretty awesome. We we watch the analytics and we see people subscribing and we're really appreciative and we see people sharing our episodes and uh, we hope you're enjoying it. And if you are enjoying it and you have any topics you want us to talk about or any questions or any hate mail, you can uh, email us and that address is in the show notes. Yeah. And we will have guests in the future. I think we're still trying to get better at this whole podcasting thing before we get people on. But once yeah. we know yeah. how it works, then yeah. we got some people in mind already. Totally. We've already started a list. I'm excited about some of the people on our list. Yes, yeah. me too. We'll get our get our newbie mistakes and stuff out of the way. And I think I only squared once this episode. Are you proud of me? No. <laughs> Still one too many. <laughs> You're not the fucking boss. No, you go, you go ahead. You yeah, go ahead. I will. I will. We'll celebrate the time, I swear, on a podcast. We will. We will. Yeah. It'll it'll make it to the show notes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta right go poke me now thanks for the chat we'll we'll see you soon sounds good see okay. you soon take care bye